Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I'm going to do a podcast about the first episode of The Last of Us TV series, which premiered on Sky or Now TV here in the UK on Monday. And I've left it a couple of days, partly because Monday nights I'm busy, but also because I wanted to think about I wanted to think about what I thought about the show. And just just as a heads up, if you if you haven't seen it and you're interested in seeing it, you're going to want to skip this podcast because I'm going to do spoilers. These are characters that I've been thinking about and living with for whatever, 13, 13 years, 10 years. God, was it 2013 it came out? Yeah, I think 2013, so 10 years, we'll say. And I'm really interested to see how they turn it into a TV series. So if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, The Last of Us was a game, PlayStation 3 game, that came out in 2013. I think it's by some distance my favourite game. I've played it again on the PS4, uh, the, the, the second part. Last of Us Part 2 came out uh, three or four years ago. Three years ago, was it? And extraordinary technical achievements, extraordinary experiences, but also the core of it, both the games, has been the 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 personal conflicts, the drama. And uh, Neil Druckmann, who's the kind of creator of the series, is a producer and one of the writers on the, the TV show. And that gives me incredible hope <laughs> because no one obviously is going to love the characters quite as much as he does. So just thinking about, about the show, which is a, an hour and 20 minutes long, the first episode, I don't know whether that will be consistent. I imagine they might go down to an hour, but there are some really interesting beats and some differences between the game. And if you're not familiar in the game, at the start of the game, we meet Joel, who is living with his daughter in, let's let's say, I mean, in the TV show, it's 2003, I think. Let's say it's just, they're living in the normal world, the modern world. And we get to see a brief glimpse of that life before this plague, this fungal plague starts to infect humanity and turn humanity into beasts that are not zombies, but might as well be. And I think if I'm, if I'm remembering, excuse me, remembering correctly, Druckmann originally had this idea back when he was a student, when he saw one of the BBC's natural history programmes. It might have been um, uh, one of the planets, might have been Life on Earth. I can't remember which one, but there's there's one of them, and I remember this myself, where the the show films a, a a fungus that kind of takes over ants. It's called the cordyceps fun fungus in the game. And I can't remember whether that's the actual one, but but it's this fungus that takes over ants and effectively turns ants into its kind of sort of zombie-like slaves. And this is the conceit for the for the show, that a fungal infection has taken over humanity and is using it to kind of um, propagate itself around the planet. And what's different, one of the things that's different about the game and the TV show is at the, at the, at the start of the game, there's no, there's no trigger. There's no obvious reason why this has started to happen. It just happens. Whereas the TV show takes us back to 1968 and has a couple of scientists discuss talking about 
things that might might go wrong. I, one of them's talking about a pandemic, for example, but another one talks about the power of fungus against which we have no cure, we have no resistance. And one of the other panelists says something like, well, you know, there's no, there's never going to be um, a fungal problem for humans because they can't, they can't survive inside our bodies because our bodies are too warm. And the other guy says, you're right. As long as there's not some reason why funguses would have to adapt to a warmer, a warming climate, a warming planet, we're going to be fine. So, of course, we have that backdrop, which is quite a political statement. It's sort of a different, it's a different um, cast on the whole thing. I think, you know, in a sense, these, these, the, the writers are putting this spin on the show. And I don't mind it at all. I mean, I think anything that, that makes something more real and, you know, makes something fantastic, and let's hope it's a fantastic scenario, this, but makes it more real to me, that's good. So I don't mind that at all. But it was a really interesting start to the show because given that, that some of us, if you played the game, you've got a fair idea of what's coming, to have two guys or three guys talking on a stage um, in, a, in 1968 was a really interesting sort of creative choice. And again, it speaks to me of, I think I might have said this before on a previous podcast, it speaks to me of the, the, the importance of character and building up the kind of the tension. I mean, this is a show where you could easily go kind of, you could, <laughs> you could easily go full horror, I guess. And they're not, they're not doing that. And I think the reason is because for us to appreciate the the the, the conflict, the inter let's say the interspecies conflict at a at a deep level, we have to understand the stakes. So it it can't just be oh, there's lots of people getting killed. We have to to know these characters, and that was one of the things that made me so happy, actually, about the first episode. We got to spend a lot of time with relatively speaking, a lot of time with Joel and Sarah, his daughter. Joel is the protagonist, the hero of the game, one of the heroes. And at the start, they're living in this normal world. He and Sarah are living in this normal world. And it's unfortunately, it's the, <laughs> it's the last day of the normal world. But we still get to see more of that relationship. So if you played the game, and if you don't care about spoilers, I'm going to go, go through some of it now. At the end of that day, the first day, we're going to get to a situation where Joel and Sarah and Tommy, Joel's brother, are running for their life, essentially. They're fleeing this, uh, this virus. They're fleeing the society that's, that's sort of breaking down. And at the very end, Joel is carrying his daughter towards a, an army checkpoint. And the army guy is ordered to shoot and he shoots them and Sarah dies and Pedro Pascal he's playing Joel in the show he's a great actor great in Game of Thrones great in Narcos if you ever watch Narcos um really interesting guy great in Mandalorian although you never really rarely see his face but you know there's a kind of a a standard trope, I suppose, or a standard way that characters act when someone, or actors very often act 
when someone they love dies and you get that kind of no 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 kind of thing and I thought for just a second it was gonna stick that but he took it to he took it to a different for me a different level you know that the the last moments of them together and this is so important it's such a critical moment in the game because you know as 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 the I say it's in the game in the story because when we come back to Joel 20 years later 20 years after society as we know it ended what we find is a you know, in some sense, a broken man. He's still functioning, he's still functional, but he's the kind of guy who can take a kid, a dead kid, and throw him on a fire without without it causing a problem because he has locked that part away of, way of, part of himself away. The death of his daughter broke him. And in, of course, in a lot of senses, the story of, a last, of, of The Last of Us leaving aside the zombies, leaving aside all the nightmares, is a story about a man coming back to life, about a man who actually starts to care for something. And the thing he's going to care for is uh, a young girl called Ellie, who is very similar in age to the daughter he lost. And in the rest of the episode, we find... Um, Joel and his, his we'll just say his lady friend played by Anna Torf who's a great actress living in Boston in a kind of walled enclave surrounded by military people but part of the kind of the underground economy I would say they they work they're, they're working for ration cards and Tommy is trying to get away because he's he's separated from his brother and he's trying to to put together a a working vehicle so he can escape this militaristic zone and, and try and rescue his brother, which is sounds like a bit of a fool's errand. And part of the... Well, I suppose that the driving force of the story now is that we, we discover this girl, Ellie, who is immune. She's immune to the bite of the infected. And that is new, that is different. And the underground operation, the underground resistance, you might call it the, the democratic movement inside this Boston camp, is trying to smuggle Ellie out to, to we don't know where yet, but they're trying to smuggle her out so they can, they can try and come up with a cure, try and figure out why she is so important, why she's immune. And this is the end of the episode, essentially, with, with, you know, for various reasons, Joel and his lady friend and Ellie are out. They're breaking out of, of the Boston camp. They are hitting the road and they are heading towards a rendezvous where they will hand over the girl and Joel will get his vehicle so he can go and find his brother. And so much of it, so much of it is really reminiscent, of course, of the game. I mean, one of the things that, that's been true of, of both the games, the first one and the, and the second one, is that for their time, they were, they were pushing the hardware to its, its limit. You know, and certainly the original Last of Us 
would look dated now, but it's been remade twice, once for the PlayStation 4 and once for the, the, the PlayStation 5. Of course, the graphics get better each time. And, you know, even back then, there were, the environments had this, I wouldn't say beautiful, that's not quite the right word, but this high fidelity. And much of that, much of that design, not surprisingly, is really is really well realised in this first episode of the series. In fact, the last shot, almost, of the, the first episode is this beautiful framing shot towards a really iconic thing in the in the game, which is as they were breaking out of the camp and, and heading towards Boston city centre, you know, 20 years on from the end of civilization, one of the skyscrapers has, has shifted and tilted and is actually crashed into another one. And I'm so excited. And the reason I'm excited, I think, is because they are focusing on the characters and it's it's got the, all the hallmarks of a great HBO show isn't it? you know so one of the things about HBO and we're talking you know whether we're talking Game of Thrones or House of Dragons House of the Dragon or you know whatever it might be all of the great HBO shows is you do get spectacle you do get the kind of the the money put into the you know creating the world and the special effects and all that kind of stuff but what you get is character and I'm really excited about the show. The actors are great. Bella Ramsey, by the way, is playing uh, Ellie in the, in, the, um, in the show. I wasn't too sure about that casting, but she seems, you know, certainly the first episode is great. So we'll see what happens. But great actors, great script, a, a studio that's willing to let the to let the world grow. They're not trying to put everything, you know, it's not Resident Evil, for example. Anyway, that's a long, long podcast. I bet, I bet not many of you are listening now. If you are, thanks for listening. Remember that your story, just like The Last of Us, massive, massive story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.